This week's Premium Pete Show is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge. Okay, let me put you on. It's where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Now, let me tell you, winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners' designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Internets, celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. And do me a favor. Visit Target.com forward slash Black Beyond Measure. One more time. Visit Target.com forward slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. Thank me later. Okay, 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 okay. Before we get started with this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show, okay, we got a fun one today. The Many Saints of Newark Review. A lot of people have been asking me. I tapped my man Dan, who has a page called Time Memorial. I mean, just a real, real uh, uh, brainiac for Sopranos and everything to do with the mob genre films and television. So it's it's going to be a special episode we're going to give our you know reviews, what we liked about, what we didn't like about it, and then we'll give a score, okay? We're, we're the new age uh, Cisco and Ebert. Internets, I really want to thank, if anybody doesn't know, okay? Let me start from the top. First of all, thank you for anybody messing with the Premium Petro, whether you're new, whether you've been listening since day one, okay? And thank you to all the people that continue to order Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce. It's vegan. It's GMO. It's keto. It's everything. Internets. Go to Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com. For those who ordered, thank you. I appreciated it. Okay? I appreciate the love. It's a household name. If Listen, if you're going to be cooking and has anything to do with chicken palm, eggplant palm, baked ziti lasagna, get yourself some Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce today. Okay? And also, for many who don't know, I am so honored that I was casted in the film Don Q alongside the legendary Armand DeSante and tons of other amazing actors. For my first film ever, you know, I, I got a bunch of scenes. I've been shooting for days. It's really it has been a humbling experience. And thank you to everybody who has reached out to me to send blessings. You know, I just want to keep on saying that anything is possible. Never, ever stop believing in you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And, 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 and doors will open. And, and when they do, don't be afraid to go through them. Okay. And if you are struggling or going through anything, just remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing, okay? So, you know, I don't want to go too much into it. I want to get right to this episode, but make sure you at me, at Premium Pete uh, on, on Twitter, at Premium Pete Show, Instagram and Twitter, okay? Connect with me. Let me know where you're listening from. Also, I might be in London in November. So, internets, anybody, you know, who listens to the show out in London, let me know. Let me know where I need to go eat or what I need to do do, do there or visit you know, I got some business down there, but I'll definitely make time to, uh, you know, check some things out. So without further ado, okay, let's get to the, this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show, The Many Saints of Newark Review, with Time Memorial. Cheer! Internet, you're listening to the Premium Pete Show. Yeah, to my dad. Enjoy! Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Listen, this one's a, a special episode. Okay, a lot of people been asking me, Pete, did you see this Many Saints in Newark? What do you think of it? I didn't like it. I loved it. 
I didn't understand it. What's your thoughts? And there's nobody better than my friend Dan Trader, who many of you know him as Time Memorial, um, who has been really, really a creative genius in the soprano world and really just a mob movie genre world. Um, but anyway, Dan, listen, um, you've been on the show before, so welcome back, I would say. And it, it, no better person to go over a review of something Sopranos than you. Well, that was uh, quite an introduction. Thank you. Thanks well, for having me. Listen, don't get used to this shit, okay, of all these nice introductions, because yeah. we got to get down to business. We're the new Cisco and Ebert, okay? <laughs> you throw the word you throw the word genius around in there. I'm gonna get no, no, no. Well, 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 well I'll there. be honest with you. The reason I say that for is because whether you know your page, and actually, please let people know who may not know how it's spelled on on Instagram and Twitter. Is it spelled the same way? Yeah, it's uh, at time immemorial underscore at the end. Okay. Um, okay. So some people know me as that. Some people know me as Kevin Finnerty, but. Uh, Sopranos Con co-creator, all the same ats. Yep, and for people who may not know, Time Memorial comes from explaining to people who may not know. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. Um, I've been I've been doing this for a while, and I'll get messages a couple times a week that are like, yo, I just watched that scene where he's like, this thing is a pyramid since Time Immemorial. I had no idea that's what your name meant. You know, I feel like an idiot, you know, so uh, I thought it was kind of self-explanatory for the hardcore fans because there's only two times that it's mentioned in the series in that episode. Um, but yeah, that's where it comes from. That's where it stems from. And, and the origin and, story. Yep. And the late great James Gandolfini was the one saying, "Listen, this thing's been period since time immemorial." And uh, you know, we we uh, we we worship Sopranos as far as like just it's funny how Sopranos has never died, right? Like meaning like it it still to this day like. Like, for instance, when Bernie Sanders was with the gloves, you made that picture of him in front of Satrials, you know, which is pretty hysterical. But, but you know, you know, it, it, it's special to see things like that because I think what memes do um, and things like this is truly uh, still make people laugh about, you know, a show or a thing that they really love. But you know what? Let's not waste no time and let's get right into it, Okay. I want to start with talking about, you know, The Many Saints in Newark came out, okay? Um, There's a lot of hoopla around it. It's insane to me of how much, uh, you know, I've seen 42nd Street billboards, you know, who killed Tony Soprano, who, you know, it, it, it really was promoted very heavily. Um, you know, David Chase, you know, a lot of writers, uh, the young Michael Gandolfini, who did a great job in it, and I was very proud to see that. Um, who had a lot of mannerisms in it that really reminded me of, of, of Gandolfini um, and his father, you know, which was real special to see, you know, especially as a parent. Um, um, it was really special, honestly, to see. But overall, you know, and we'll get to it. I think what we're going to do in this review uh, episode of Many Saints in Newark is kind of go over some of the moments we really liked, uh, then go over some of the moments we didn't like, and then really give it a star. Um, and I would love for people to chime in, you know, um, Write us on Instagram, write in the comments, write on Twitter, write, you know, write on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast what you, what you think of Many Saints in Newark, and, and, and do you share the same sentiment, or do you believe, uh, you know, it's different? Now, I'll start off and say there's a couple of things I didn't like. One, this guy, and you know who I'm talking about, clipping his nails at the, at the table. I've never seen any mob guys do that in my life, Okay. Um, Ray Liotta, I, I want to go to, and, and I'm not going to start off only bad, but I'm saying I have seen some Italian guys do this, but 
it's very rare, wiping their mouth with a tablecloth. Um, I don't know if you remember that part. There are some parts that stuck out to me that um, I was like, I don't know if I really remember guys doing that, you know? Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on those two, and, and also I'd love to hear you add some of your thoughts on that. I mean, in, in general, I don't think that we've seen um, anything so polarizing from this fan base since the ending of the series. We're still talking about um, what happened to Tony in the final scene, and the fan base has always been split. Um, and it's kind of that way here where there's not a whole lot of in the middle there's a lot of people who hate it, like outright hate it. And there are some people who are like, oh, this is enjoyable. You know, this is good. Like, I loved it. Um, I have talked to some people who are like, listen, as a fan, I enjoyed it. If I'm judging it as a film, I don't think it, you know, really even gets close to comparison with some of the great mob films in this, in this genre. Um, I, I tend to err on that side too. Now, I do remember that scene you're talking about where Ray wipes his face with a tablecloth. I, I, I don't know how realistic that is in that world, but I think that something like that may have been added just to kind of like, you know, embellish his character a little bit more. Um, but, you know, uh, there's Paulie, like you alluded to, like Paulie, there, there's little things that I, I didn't like as well. But try to keep in mind that I saw it at the world premiere. We saw the cast members on the red carpet. There was 2,000 fans there. It was the first time a lot of us had been in a movie theater in like two years. So the energy was pretty contagious. Um, and it was just great to see more content come out. I mean, we had just got like introduced to the film by David Chase and Robert De Niro in person. So it kind of changes the atmosphere a little bit. And when I walked out of the theater, um, I shared the same sentiment as all of the fans that came up to me was that like, I enjoyed it. Now, I don't think that it's a great film. Um, but I have watched it several times already. I do think that some of the people who don't like it haven't really given it a second chance because they may have gone into this like Sopranos uh, re, uh, reignited when really you can't cram 86 hours of you know series content into a two hour film. Yeah, I think I you know that's a good point. I think that there you know you have to digest it differently, but I, I just want to be honest and you know I don't have no allegiance to the Sopranos. The only you know allegiance I've had over the years what, what we did with Sopranos Con and Mob Movie Con, etc. Um and no disrespect to anybody um in the film or or or, or, or different, but I I'm gonna speak my mind. You know, I watched it um I would say almost three times already. Um, I'm not going to get my score yet, but I will say this. Um, there are some characters that I could not understand where they were going. Um, some of the plot of the movie in the first half, I just felt like it confused me of where, like, like, like kind of like I'm following this character and then I don't know what's like what's going on. Um, I'm, and, I, and you know, look, I, I went on Twitter. I said a lot of things about, uh, you know, that... I didn't think the movie was uh, uh, casted that well in some you know things. I think the guy who, and, and no disrespect, but I think the guy who played Silvio was like a Saturday Night Live Silvio. Um, we don't talk like that. Meaning, it, I don't. I don't understand. Like it seemed too much cartoon character. I'm gonna stop right there. Again, I'm not trying to abuse it. I'm just speaking straight up. I don't know what you think. No, I hear you. Yeah. Well, I think so. Well, first of all. That's one of the number one complaints from the fan base that I can tell. I mean, I'm getting bombarded with messages, and I apologize to anybody that's reached out trying to talk about this. Um, 
you know, I just, I, I, I can't get back to all the messages. I like to try to start the conversation and let people talk though. And I read through these comments. Um, I put my opinion out there, which is essentially what I just said in the, the last time I spoke, but it seems like the main knock on it so far is in general, the casting and the show is casted so authentically that you don't really have to suspend belief that these characters are real. Um, movies nowadays in this age, as you know, most of it is a marketing play. So you get as many people to see the thing in general. Um, so, I mean, you think about like Lion King, for example, you have Seth Rogen on one side and you have Beyonce on the other and a bunch of other A-list celebrities in between. And the whole goal is to get as many different fan bases out to the movie to see these people that they're fans of. Now, if th talking about this film, if you're not a Sopranos fan and you've never even seen the show, it's going to be hard for a studio like Warner Brothers to market this to you know, a bigger audience because it is a feature film and that's what they were going for. So they had to cast the John Bernthal's um, of the world and the Joey Diaz's. I mean, I'm not going to say that they weren't great fits or perfect fits, um, but actually I will. I will say that they weren't perfect fits, but I mean, that's kind of where I see them going as far as the casting goes is, is going after people that primarily on their starring cast list or starting cast credits is are people that have audiences from Leslie Odom, Vera, uh, John Bernthal, Ray. And until, I mean, for the most part, Michael Gandolfini is a pretty sizable audience, at least now. So a lot of that, as you can imagine, is most likely like some kind of marketing play. But that that so far has been the number one knock I've seen that and the character. I mean, I mean, what is your opinion? I mean, not to cut you off, but what is your opinion? I mean, as far I as thought, Alessandro, uh, the lead role, I thought I thought he did a great job. I thought that um, I thought Michael Gandolfini did a phenomenal job, um, you know, echoing or like taking on like these uh, postures and mannerisms and even tone uh, the way he walked. I thought he did a great job as his father. That couldn't have been easy. I know they're related, you know, but, um, you know, imagine him studying for this role, watching his father and then being able to, you know, recreate it in a way that's similar and familiar, but also his own. I thought that was, that was great. I thought the guy who played, um, uncle junior, Corey Stoll, I think I thought he did an outstanding job. The first, that was one of those characters where it's like, you know, you're watching the cast fill out leading up to it. And you're like, well, what, what's going on here? It's like, you know, the show is casted so authentically, like almost, almost a hundred percent Italian. And then you have some of these characters like a Corey Stoll, for example, um, playing someone like Oakland jr. Um, I just went into the film with such low expectations, so that's probably why I'm not like too disappointed, you know. But I thought he did an outstanding job. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. There too. It's funny. I put on Twitter, and that's the one compliment I gave uh, the film "Many Saints in Newark" was Corey Stoll. Now, a couple people disagreed with me. Now, first of all, yeah. let me tell you something. Everybody can have your own opinion. I felt Corey Stoll had beautiful mannerisms of Uncle June, beautiful uh, uh, the way he, he, he moved and the way he spoke. I really think he did a great job. I did like the story of Dick and Montesante. Um, you know, I did like um, 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 the girl, what's her name? Vera. Um, I, I don't Vera know. How to, yeah, I think she did a great Mia. job as, yeah, as, a, uh, as Livia. Me too. Yeah, I thought um, she great. You know, but but I do think. Look, I, I just want to be honest, and I'm gonna say it again because I I'm a heartfelt guy, but I'm an honest guy. Okay, I didn't like a lot of characters. 
Um, I didn't like Silvio. I didn't like Ray Liotta in it. I'm just being honest. I don't. I don't know what you you know you're saying. I did not like Ray. Liotta. I love Ray, Ray Liotta. I did not like him in this. Um, what didn't you like? Did you not like him as the second twin brother? First of all, why is he like playing either? two parts? That well, thing- there's a theory floating around that that's all imagined by Dickie. The, the whole pri- all the prison scenes. There's there's a theory floating around that that's all like you know him in a dream. It wasn't um, good. And that. Now, I thought as far as opposing characters, like obviously there's a huge dramatic shift in like the type of characters that Hollywood Dick plays and his brother. They're very much polar opposites. Like one's a calm, almost Buddhist figure. And the other one is like, you know, uh, you know, not I wouldn't go so far to say flamboyant, but he's just uh, he's 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 very vocal, you know, and he's uh, opinionated and he's abusive and he's uh, aggressive. So. Seeing those two polar sides, I thought that he did a good job at least playing two different characters. But I tend to agree with you is that he felt a little out of place. And, um, and it was obviously, you know, if anyone who doesn't know, Ray was on like the top list of characters to play Tony originally when they were casting the series. So he turned that down, not wanting to be typecasted. And who knows, he could he could be uh, regretting that ever since. Actually, um, let I me tell people. Who... Where... OK, no, you read something where I'm sorry. I read something saying that he was the one who reached out. Like he, he tried, he wanted to be in this film. So it wasn't that he was casted. It was that he was, you know, he, he reached out to chase and everybody else. No, well, 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 all due respect um, to Ray Liotta. I love him as an actor. I actually love his story. I remember one time listening to a podcast, uh, Mark Moran, uh, uh, the WTF. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard about Mark Moran. He does it in the yeah, garage. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. That episode with Ray Liotta is incredible. To find out, like he was adopted or given up, uh, and and his other brothers or sisters weren't, and 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 then he went to like the mom's house and trying to find out what's going on, and you know, I really felt, and then, you know, this guy had never been in a fight before, and he played these roles. I mean, just an incredible actor. You know, I think what happened was, you know, he was up for the role for Tony Soprano in Sopranos many years ago. So was David Preval, I heard. So was Charles Palminteri. So was a couple other people. Yep, yep. Nobody has ever played the role of Tony Soprano like James Gandolfini. Okay? It can never be that. But I will say this. I feel like maybe Ray felt like he missed his shot of how good Soprano was and thought this was going to be good. And he made a fucking mistake. And I don't mean, again, this is just my opinion, Premium Pete's opinion. <laughs> I don't think he was good in it. Okay? Just being honest. I could, I could, you know, I, I, I like to play devil's advocate, but I could, I could agree with you. Um, it wasn't horrible. That's what I tell a lot of people is that all, overall, it's not horrible, but you kind of have to go into it with lower expectations. Just ex- accept it for what it is, which is not Sopranos. But anyone who is a hardcore fan has heard all of the backstories because Dickie's one of those characters that has just never been included in the flashbacks. So when you finally get to see him, and we go into it with like, well, they talked about this story and that story. Um, you know, there's a couple of lines that, you know, when when uh, Tony is talking to Chris about him, he's, he talks about how like he single handedly like uh, handpicked the crew. He went to war with New England. Um, he took somebody's eye out in jail. I mean, like, I think those are the kinds of stories that we we're expecting to see, yep. you know, like see yep. where Chrissy came from. Yep. Um, so that that I could see why people are a little disappointed. Um but, you know, you talked about James Gandolfini and like how, you know, what he did brought to the character no one else could have brought. Um, I tend to agree with you. But again, this this does circle me back to let's see where they go with this, because they're trying to I think they're trying to set a basis of like how Tony became Tony. 
And I do wish that they focused a little bit more on the bond between Tony and Dickie because Tony is always referring to Dickie as like a father figure to him. Yep. And we didn't see a lot of that. You know, we so, did we did we did see Sill, which again I said I did not like uh, the character they portrayed in Many Saints in Newark. I, I uh, you know I said it, it sounded characterish, uh, kind of cartoonish in my opinion. But I was a little confused at that because I thought they were around the same age. You know, how did Sill come? You know, you know if you could explain that also, because you know I mean I yeah. Look, there's there's nothing to really. Ex- I mean, okay, so. As far as explanation goes, the first thing that I thought when I saw it in the theater was the same thing you just said. I thought that they were around the same age. Um, I thought that Sylvia was a little bit older than Tony when I wikied it. Um, it says that Syl is like a little close to two years older than Tony. And the the source of like where the information comes from are like official Sopranos books. So they may have not talked about it in the show, but... There's also a story that Ralph Cifaretto tells Jackie Jr. And he says, like, when we were kids, you know, we had our own little crew. And it was Ralph, Jackie, April, Sr., Tony, and Silvio Dante. Um, then he goes on to describe this card game heist of Feach Lamana, But he doesn't say that Silvio is there. Um, so there's a little ambiguity. But he also says, you know, like, we thought we were the sixth family. Um, no one knew we were alive. But then when you watch the film... It's that Tony's 10 or 12 years old and Silvio's already like a balding made guy in Johnny's crew. So it just it just seems it was it was definitely I was confused by that. As far as the portrayal goes, I want to give him a little credit here because there are some moments that he has where he captures that walk. You know, like he, he does capture like more of an impersonation, though, like you're trying to figure out where this character came from. And the funniest thing to me now is that when I'm watching the series, after watching the film, it's that every character in the series, almost, if not all, they know that he's wearing a wig and it's never addressed on the show. Um, There are even times where he wakes up and his hair is like all messed up. So like it just to me would be like it was a little out of character or just done. I I don't I don't know why they did that, Um, but I do. I did watch an interview or read one and chase kind of admitted to not watching the series leading up to making this film. So maybe some of his facts, he was a little hazy on his facts, maybe, but he also said some kind of remark about how, uh, you know, memory can be like a funny thing or something along those lines. Um, so I've heard some theories be thrown out there where it's like, Oh, this is their recollection in the show. And then the real recollection in the film, but that kind of explanation to understand what you're walking into with this film I don't think uh, really holds any kind of real merit. I agree. I agree. You know what? Let's take a quick break. And we come back, I got a couple more questions for you. You listen to the Premium Pete Show with my man, Time Memorial, okay? The boy Dan, going over the Many Saints of Newark review. A lot of people ask, Pete, what do you think about this? Well, now you're hearing it. And we'll have a score at the end. Be right back. Don't go nowhere. Cheer. Hey. This is Federico Castelluccio, Furio Junta of The Sopranos. And this is a stupid fucking podcast. Premium Pete. What the fuck do you know? Internets. This podcast is supported by Hendrix, a uniquely curious gin created from 11 fine botanicals and oddly infused with rose and cucumber. It's perfect for creating. Undeniably peculiar, but utterly delicious cocktails. Internets. Let me tell you something. When you start talking about rose and cucumber and all this type of stuff, 
I love this stuff, okay? Now, I want you to understand this. It's designed for the curious. Hendrix provokes the imagination and rewards those who enter with surprise and wonder. To learn more, I want you to visit HendrixGin.com. That's H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-G-I-N.com. Or go to Drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use promo code Cucumber and Rose. Again, one more time. That's Cucumber. That's C-U-C-U-M-B-E-R, the ampersand, the and sign, for those who don't know. Rose, R-O-S-E. For $5 off your first Drizzly order. That's Cucumber Ampersand Rose. Listen to me. Please enjoy the unusual responsibly Hendrix Gin, 44% alcohol by volume, 2021. Imported by William Grant and Sons Incorporated, New York, New York. Check them out. And now let's get back to the show. Cheers. Okay, and we're back sitting here with my man, Time Memorial, going over the Many Saints of Newark review. I'm not as happy as I thought I would be, to be honest with you. But I do want to ask you this, Dan. You had the David Chase cosign, the directing, the casting, the budget, the Sopranos name. You had, you had all that. You know, in 2021, after coming out of a pandemic, I'm saying to myself, you got to come. If it's a 10, like meaning like if you're saying from a 1 to 10, you got to come like a fucking 14 or a 15. Like like bang, bang, boom, boom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like keeping people on the edge of their seat or really special. I mean, look, we're talking about the Sopranos. You're putting the name on there. It's kind of like... Craft comes out with, or, or, well, let me not say Craft, but like kind of like a big brand. Like Heinz comes out with something. Are they gonna, like, you're just gonna lowball some, another product? Like, no, you gotta keep the prestigious name going. And I'm honestly feel like, in some aspects, with a budget, that some of it was poorly casted, some of it was poorly written. Now, there was a lot of good things in it as well. But what I'm saying is, do you agree to the point that, like, he did not come hard, if I could just say that? Uh, probably. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I said, to a certain extent, I, I, I've lowered my expectations going into it. Cause like you said, you're, you're a lot of people having that kind of sentiment where it's like, we haven't been in a movie theater for two years. You know, um, this movie has been pushed back once or twice. So like the anticipation has been building the, the show has been over for 14 years. Um, yeah, I think that we could have come harder. Um, Again, there's some stories that we've gotten of Dickie in the show that they could have focused on where I think that the fans would have appreciated it a little bit more. And instead, we got some fan service by way of some regurgitated quotes that, um, you know, like like uh, Junior says, sisters cunt, you know, like three times. And the first time it was funny. The third time I wasn't uh, I wasn't really feeling it so much. Everyone in the theater erupted when he said that he didn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. Um, that loses luster. And if you have no uh, allegiance to the series, if you've never seen it before, um, you're just, you're not going to catch these references, you know? So I could have seen a story that focused more on the, uh, the crazy wild card side of Dickie that we were kind of led to believe he was. Um, but I've also read some reviews and listened to some people who, um, I'm not sure are giving it a chance. Like I've, I've heard like people like Michael Francis say things like uh, there was no real like black versus Italian, um, you know, in real life. And I don't think that's what they were trying to portray. I think that what they were, he was trying to establish from the beginning was that Harold worked for Dickie 
and Dickie or Harold wanted his own thing. And because of some internal drama, it turned into Harold versus Dickie, not all the blacks against the, oh, Italian the Italians. Mob. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I felt was, you know, I felt you had to give more substance to that story, in my opinion. Uh, before you go there, I understand they were probably trying to paint the picture of the time that it was, it, it, you know, right. that it was in. It felt abbreviated. It felt abbreviated without really having context. And again, if it's a two-hour film, there's only so much you can cram in. However, you know, Scorsese does these two and a half, three-hour films, and there's a lot of information crammed in there. A little bit more history, a little bit more character development. We didn't get any of that, you know, in this sense. You got a very vague understanding of who these characters are um, and their intentions and where they come from. Um, so I know that Chase has always wanted to be a filmmaker though. It's funny because he wants to be a filmmaker, but he's like revolutionized television. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he, maybe he's, I mean, you know, maybe he's not the greatest, uh, movie maker or filmmaker. Maybe he's the best television, one of great television. I mean, Sopranos was pitched as a movie originally, and that's why the pilot is probably as powerful as it is because it's supposed to be pitched as a movie. Um, but then it got picked up, uh, first by Fox and then HBO. So, Imagine the show on on Fox; it never would have had the impact that uh, it has today. I, I agree, but I, I agree. I mean, that's that's the to me that's the long and short of it is that we've had eighty six hours of you know like authentic writing, or I'm sorry, authentic casting, great acting, um, fantastic writing and direction and music and cinematography, all of that kind of stuff. And there are good elements to this film, like you said, and cinematography I thought was great. You know, but as far as the story goes, there are times where it feels too long and then there are times where it feels abbreviated. But like I said, this guy wanted to be and always has wanted to be a uh, filmmaker. I think he even said on the Mark Marin uh, WTF podcast that um, I think he said that he had been feeling like unfulfilled, you know, like he once he wanted to make a film. And he's tried. I, I I saw. Have you seen that one movie he made called uh, Not Fade Away? James no, I, 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 I did not. I did not. I put that on my to do list. I mean, it was not bad, but that that character, the main character is actually the character who or the actor who played Silvio. And uh, James Gandolfini plays that that actor's father in the series. Are you talking about John John Magaro you talk about? Yeah, I always wondered how you pronounce that. Uh, Magaro, Magaro. I I, I say Magaro, but but actually, let's go over that real quick. Uh, Billy Magnuson played Paulie Walnuts. Your your thoughts. I'm going to run through a couple of people. I mean, luckily we didn't have a whole lot of him, but I didn't. The, my my biggest complaints in the entire film, as far as the characters go, are uh, Pussy and Polly. But we didn't get a whole lot of Polly. But you know, like you said, like you know, painting his nails at the table. Uh, we didn't get like one ha ha out of him. Uh, but that's a that's a hard character to to. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I think I hear you. But I think you're sticking up for them too much. They have the budget. They have the talent. They have the creativity. They have the writing. Go out and find it. I don't mean, disagree. I, yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah, and I'm and again. I'm, and again, I'm, th- these are just my thoughts, you know. And, and and Dan's giving you his thoughts, you know. Yeah, and look, uh, yeah. full disclosure. I mean, the reason, maybe, maybe half the reason why I'm I'm quote. I mean, I've had a lot of people tell me I'm going easy on a lot of the a lot of like my review on this, and maybe it's because of Sopranos Con and like having a relationship with some of these guys, and maybe it's because I watched it so so long and. You know, Tribeca reached out to us to help promote the event, so maybe I don't want to go overboard. But I've I've said it clearly enough. Where you know, for example, Silvio Pauli, my biggest complaints as far as characters go, um, cartoonish Silvio, I can agree with that. Um, the timeline messed up there. 
Pauly. We didn't really see a whole lot of him, so I can't be too disappointed in it, but I didn't like it. I thought that there was a better cosplay at SopranosCon, um, frankly, when it came to those <laughs> characters. Now, let me ask him, what did you think about the one and only Joey Diaz? I, I, under, I, I enjoyed seeing him. I don't think he's like the best actor or anything. I mean, I thought he added. Uh, I'm not sure what he added, but you wouldn't you wouldn't even know his name unless if you were listening very carefully. It said one time, um, and we don't know who he is or why he was there. You just like kind of like an associate, and there's no there's no real explanation of who he is. But that's how the show is sometimes too, where they kind of introduce a character and they just expect you to know and fill in the blanks along the way. I mean, all of a sudden Tony has a cousin in season five, which is Steve Buscemi. Um, Things like that. Characters got introduced a lot in the series where they they, they kind of uh, just expected you to fall into line. And maybe they thought along the same lines uh, with, with this. But he wasn't terrible. Uh, he wasn't terrible. But we didn't see a whole lot of him. So maybe maybe we see more of him yeah, in, no, in I more agree. films. I, I agree. And I, and, and I heard that they signed a humongous deal where they're going to probably start doing a lot more TV shows. Not TV shows, but more like prequels, sequels. And different characters, like maybe, you know, uh, you know, the character of Paulie could have his own thing. Kind of like they're doing with stars. You see, like, with Kanan and Tommy. And I don't know if you see some of those spinoffs after Power. Have you seen that? I haven't watched any yet, but I've seen the ads for it. And, yeah, I think Chase signed, like, some kind of five-year deal. Um, but we don't know exactly what that means. I think that some people are assuming that it's going to be within the Sopranos franchise. Um and, I, and look, frankly, even though I'm like I'm more disappointed than uh, happy with many saints, I still want to see more, um, which is the crazy part. And I think a lot, even the people who hate it still want to see more too. They just want to see uh, redemption from this first film. But uh, the the people who are dissatisfied are are definitely the loudest in this fan base. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Comments. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because you know on social media, I mean, you know, me, I know you've seen I've been going back and forth. Actually, at one point in time, I think I woke up one day and you were like, kind of like wrote to me like, "What do you, Pete? What's like you wrote on Twitter like, oh my god or something? I, did you think I was going in or do you remember that moment or or I was just being honest? You know, a lot of people have asked me my opinion. No, I, 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 said, I, yeah. I I saw you I I saw you post it and. Um, I felt for you immediately because I knew what you were doing. Like you were, you opened the floodgates for the conversation to happen. But the difference I think between what you did and what I've been doing is that I, I start the conversation and then I kind of bow out of it. Um, otherwise you're going to end up being attacked for your opinion. And maybe you wanted to have that conversation, but once you said that you didn't like it, I knew that you were opening the, uh, the door for that conversation with people criticizing you and for your opinion, as opposed to the other way around. Well, well, so. the funny thing is, you know, and I, and I'll read to some people what the hell I tweeted, but I got to a point where I would just explain that I didn't like it. Okay. And I'm going to give you my score right now and I'm being fair. Okay. I'm being very honest. Okay. Out of five stars. Okay, I really want to give this thing a two and a half, but out of respectful, I'll give it a three. And, 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 and I started to explain that. And, you know, in this world, you could have, and this is why I'm going to go off subject for a second, never, ever stop believing in you, because you could have somebody write you're an asshole one minute and somebody write you're amazing the next minute. Like, I want to explain to you. I wrote I didn't like it. Somebody told me it was the best film they ever seen. I don't know what they're smoking, okay? But the point I'm trying to make is I put a tweet out there and I said, listen, I'm not arguing with anybody anymore. If you think this film was incredible, I don't know what to tell you. So, <laughs> time memorial. My my brother Dan, 
what stars are you giving them out of five stars? Many Saints in Newark. I think a three, three and a half is is I, I'll give it a three and a half. I was going to give it a six and a half out of ten. You know, so um, the, mathematically, that's what a three point two five. You know, but again, I'm I'm erring more on the side of like, look, I enjoyed it. I've seen it a few times. Um, and I'm not going to say I enjoy it more each time, but for a fan, like if you really are watching with subtitles, you're going to find little Easter eggs. Um, you watch along the IMDb, you're going to find a few more characters. That you're like, oh, like I didn't realize that's who that was. I'm not saying they did a great job with all around with the casting and the Easter eggs, but um, it's just nice to have content again, you know, in this um, in this world. Uh, don't stop believing, like they said. Um, so that's that's my take on it. Yeah, I think it's debatable content too. So debatable content is awesome. That's why I said, you know, let's do a little Many Saints or Newark review premium Pete show with my man Time Memorial, just so we could like hear what the people think as well, and then hear, you know, let them hear what we think. Um, you know, I say if you've never seen it before, don't only judge what we're saying. Take a look at it. You know, give your opinion. Sit with it. You know, um, I will say this with. Chase signing that new deal. There will be a lot of other stuff coming out. I pray that it's good. I think he probably heard the rumblings of what people are thinking. I mean, it's not only me and Dan talking about this. There's, I mean, this is all over the place of people talking of how they feel about many saints in Newark. Um, you know, have you have you I seen have any heard, Sopranos? Yeah, again. No, I know I haven't really seen anything. I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of people say. Uh, they weren't really in the show. They were more like extras. And I've seen a couple of people were disappointed. But you and I both know, you know, you go to a restaurant a thousand times. You love it. You have great service. You're not leaving a review until you have a bad one. So like the second you have a bad experience, you're like the most vocal on Yelp and social media and everywhere else, like airing out your opinion. So like the loudest people in the room are usually the people who are disappointed or had a bad a bad time. So take it with a grain of salt. And it's funny that you, you even said something along the lines of, uh, you know, like one person will say you're the best and one person will call you an asshole. The next, um, or your opinion is, I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, actually, let me say something right now. You know, premium Pete show is an audio first podcast. Now we do have videos on YouTube. Now combat Jack show was an audio first podcast. You know, we just didn't really focus on the video at that time. And to be honest with you, is more money to me in in, in, in in there's not a lot of money on YouTube. There's more money in, in, in audio and podcasting. Trust me. But I do want to say this. I get YouTube comments like one after the other every day. And I'll be like this. This guy is the greatest interview. I've never seen someone give people a chance to speak and let the stories flow. Two minutes later, say this fucking guy doesn't shut up. What an asshole. You know? And I'm like... Even when you spread positivity, you know, and you think about it. Like, I'll give you an example. Premium Pete show has been going for, I don't know, I think I did combat like six years. We're doing like five years with Premium Pete show. I dropped an episode once a week for 10 years straight, meaning with combat with myself. You know, I had a couple of things going on during the pandemic. You know, I had a couple of family issues, a lot of health issues with my family. Um, you know, a lot of personal issues that I don't speak about because I'm the type of person who always focuses on everybody else. And I've seen a couple of people comment like, uh, Premium Pete doesn't understand if he doesn't drop an episode every week. Like, yeah, I'm the one that actually preached that to the world. I'm the one who told people consistency is what counts. But sometimes when you got people fucking dealing with major issues in their family, 
it is what it is. But the point I'm trying to make is internets. Never, ever stop believing in you because you're going to hear somebody say one thing. You're going to hear somebody say the other. Just people believe in people who believe in themselves. That's all I'll say. Now, as far as... Well, the, I can, I, yeah. look, I can yeah. echo that. I can echo that. Uh, I can... I can say amen to that. I mean, I was running a, a, a Facebook page for seven, eight years, you know, just having fun. And uh, you'd post some content and you'd have one guy love it and the next guy hate it. Um, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like for you because your audience is, you know, like many, many, many walks of life and many different interests and, uh, what have you. But for me, it's just Sopranos and Sopranos is a very vocal fan base as it is. So I can only imagine what you go through. But when Sopranos con came along, I had a lot of people, you know, support it. And a lot of people who didn't understand it, uh, family included. So I followed this road as far as I possibly could so far, you know, every, every door that's opened, I've walked through it, um, to the best of my ability. And you're not going to have everyone understand it, but I'm, I'm like you, I'm trying to, spread joy amidst my own personal issues that I deal with. And this is the one way that I vent and the one way that I uh, get some instant gratification. And hopefully I can spread what's relatable to me with other people. Um, and that's kind of along the same lines of what you're doing when you're sharing people's stories, because you never know who's experiencing the same exact thing that you are. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, you know how I am. I try to be very heartfelt, transparent, and really just be somebody for the people. Uh, you know, I'm not, and, and and sometimes you get faulted for that. You know, meaning like when you try to be mindful and transparent. But I, but I will say this without getting off track: Many Saints of Newark review. Um, I gave it three stars. Uh, Dan uh, from Time Memorial gave it three and a half stars. Uh, there was some highlights. Uh, there was some things that we didn't like. Um, you know, and I think again, if you did not watch this, watch it. Don't only judge what people say. I've even texted people this. Watch it and get your own opinion, because I'll be honest with you, some people don't like The Irishman, but honestly, I've grown to really like it. Um, I don't watch it fully. I like watching clips and scenes, and I'll tell you, it was really done well in some parts. Um, you know, some people don't, you know, it, it's different, but when we think about it, I think the biggest problem is, and we'll kind of end on this note and then see what else you got to say, uh, Dan, but um, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, Sopranos is one of the greatest television shows ever made. Um, we had 86 hours, 86 episodes, some of the most brilliant writing, directing, casting, etc. And then all of a sudden, if it's not, say, even 90% close to it, you're going to have fans who are not going to be happy. And unfortunately, you're not going to get the Sopranos. You got the prequel, which is The Many Saints of Newark, which to me wasn't done that well. But I love that people are saying this because now with this new deal that Chase has, maybe we'll get some amazing content coming. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with most of what you're saying. And 86 hours, they have all kinds of different themes that you can address, and just like character arcs that you can progress and develop. And they just didn't have the time for that in the, in a short film like this. So the things that I liked, I thought the cinematography, the music, I thought they nailed it. Um, I, I thought that uh, the story wasn't great but it wasn't horrible um there wasn't really a chance at character development i thought that michael vera uh cory um some i mean i i would i would throw ray at, at times in there and alessandro i thought that they all those four primarily did an outstanding job 
um, for what they were given. So, and, and actually, uh, Michaela, I don't think that she is really like, <laughs> she's not foreign like that. Uh, Dickie's, uh, second girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Um, what about when they, what about when the, now, now that was something that we actually, we didn't, uh, uh, speak about was the killing. I mean, that was, I was like, you know, that part, I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I agreed with that totally. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how. The way she just slept with him so quick like that, like the, it just—it was definitely weird. Yeah. It was definitely weird for. I mean, but that's kind of one of the themes in Sopranos too—is this Oedipus complex thing, you know? And that's kind of what that was. And I did, I did touch a little bit earlier on the fact that some fans were expecting like this crazy origin story from Dicky, so we could get some kind of uh, sense of where Chris comes from, who didn't know his father. But even though we're disappointed that we didn't see some stuff, you saw him kill his father. Uh, take his father's new bride and then kill her, you know, so uh, that if that's not a sociopath, I don't I don't know what is, you know, but we just didn't see like more of the wild card type of behavior. Uh, but if you watch it again, you'll see he says to a guy, oh, I took a guy's eye out for talking to me like that, like right at the beginning of the film. So we didn't see that. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll see something better next time. I agree with you. One more time. Tell them the Instagram and Twitter, because I promise you, Internet, if you check out Time Memorial, you're not only going to find funny things, you're going to find things that remind you of moments of one of the greatest television shows in history. And there's times where he'll go off the track and put some other stuff up. But a very creative person that I call a friend, Dan, from Time Memorial. Uh, one more time, hit him with the uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, at Time Immemorial underscore at the end. And on Facebook, same, uh, The Sopranos, Time Immemorial. And like, and like many saints... If you're not a fan of The Sopranos, you're going to have no frame of reference when you come to my page because it's all memes related to the show. But I will throw in um, some other mob movie stuff in there. And I'm, I'm thinking about expanding anyway into like all the the films and shows that I that I like and just trickling in some Mad Men, some Breaking Bad, some Gamora um, and, and obviously keep it keep it on uh, brand with Godfather, Goodfellas and everything else. Well, listen, I, I, I'm telling the Internet make sure you connect with Dan, make sure you plug in with him. Um, one of the great pages on Instagram and just a real great creative. So, Internets, listen, this is the Many Saints of Newark review with my friend Dan from Time Memorial. See you next week. Peace. Man, I hope I wasn't too hard on the Many Saints of Newark review, but I was just being honest. There was a lot of things I liked, but there was a lot of things I didn't like. But, hey, listen, you know, this is a, my opinion. And anyway, Internets. If you want to advertise on a premium Pete show, big brand, small brand, small business, it doesn't matter. Email me today, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. One more time, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. You want to learn about producing podcasts, writing, advertisement, whatever you need to know, just hit me up and we'll discuss everything further. Now, I do want to let you know, Throughout the pandemic, I have taken some breaks. I know people say, eh, consistent. listen, I know all about consistency. I've been doing this when people were laughing, okay? But I will say this. When we do put out Premium Pete Show episodes, and there'll be a bunch coming you know, every week for uh, at least the next couple of months. But I will say this. When we put them out, they're going to be special. I'm not putting out things just to put out, okay? Internets, thanks for all the love, peace, and blessings to you and yours, and I'll see you next episode. Peace.